This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. Let's welcome in Dean Rule, who's joining us now here on the Blitz 1170. What's up, Dean? How are you, buddy? Hey, man. It's been a while. I'm doing great. Good to have you back on. Dean, of course, from the uh, Tulsa World, covering Oklahoma State. So are you taking the roadie down to Arlington coming up before Oklahoma State? Sadly, I am not. I'm going to be stationed over at uh, Cowgirl Stadium Thursday, Friday night, possibly Saturday night. But uh, no, I'm going to I will not be uh, doing a little road trip this week. Okay, so then let's start first with with softball. We had talked what seemingly was ad nauseum about the plight of the Cowgirl program and how they closed out the season. And what it was going to take from Kenny Gajewski to get this thing turned around. And they open up their regional. And I had always wondered, Dean, if this team has some type of adversity, because they played well in stretches, even against Oklahoma. There were a couple of games there where they played incredibly well. But this team has given up a lot of errors as of late to close out the season. And they seem to let that affect them when they had one mistake in a game. And then this weekend, was it pretty? No. But considering where they were and how they won these games, man, they've got to feel pretty good. I don't know if they're fully back yet, but they have to be in a much better place mentally than what they were before the regional started. Oh, 100%. I think, I mean, they got an even attack across the board this weekend. They had the offense was steady throughout the I mean, Nebraska didn't come on until the seventh inning, but the first two games they had good offense. They had you know, solid pitching outside of two. I don't know if I've ever seen that two run score on two separate pass balls. Um, and of course, error, error free uh, softball. They didn't commit a single error this weekend. And, and yeah, I think mentally this is exactly what they needed going into. And, and they've got, you know, I don't want to say easy super regional, but they're one of only what I think only three top 16 teams didn't, didn't advance to the super regionals and OSU's playing against one of them. Uh, so yeah, I, I think right now it's they've magically all of a sudden turned this this next page and they're right back to kind of where you know people thought they should be at. And if they're able to punch their ticket to uh, to OKC, I mean, I, I think the the struggles down the latter stretch of the season nobody's going to remember because they're right where people want expected them to be. Um, and that's you know competing for a women's college world series. So yeah, I think. Uh, the Nebraska game, you can make some comments about, I think, for sure. Um, it, it wasn't – I think it was – you can make the excuse of it was bad breaks because they were making good contact throughout the game. They just couldn't get any of these balls to, you know, find a gap. Uh, and then they turned it on in the seventh. They got it done. They they escaped that situation, and they're right back on, on, on the right track, I think. Well, I you're right. There are moments, I would not put that into the pretty category at all for Oklahoma State, but considering where they were, hey, you'll take a win to just keep advancing because that's the name of the game during this type of the year, during this time of the year. But there are moments, though, Dean, that are within that game, like you're looking like Maxwell getting out of the jam, right, where she took out, struck out two straight hitters to get out of the inning unscathed after, after one hit because um, with two out in the bottom of the fourth, they had a chance to at least tie up the game. And that's when Gray hit the uh, hit the double, but Maxwell gets out of it. I don't know from what we saw earlier 
if that was necessarily going to be the case in the two or three weeks prior. So there's there's good things. Having to overcome some adversity and get out of tough jams to remind yourself that you can do it, even for someone like Kelly Maxwell, who's an elite-level pitcher, I think is important. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah, Nebraska was not a – it was not a pretty game, but they did what they needed to do. And I think when you're in the postseason and you're trying to string together these runs – it's not about making it flashy, you know. I mean, I think there's only one program in the country that can make it look flashy all the time, and that's probably OU. I mean, I don't think they they had any adversity to, to deal with this weekend. Um, but, yeah, it's about, you know, survive in advance is the name of the game now, and, and the Cowgirls are putting that, you know, the right foot forward to, to be able to achieve that, and they, they showed that against Nebraska. And, I mean, you know, let's think back a week ago. I think a lot of these, a lot of national media that covers softball kind of thought the, the exciting pick was to say, Wichita State's going to come out of this regional. And, you know, OSU beat them 6-0. to zero, And then they, they, they didn't even make it to, to the regional final. Um, so, yeah, I think, all in all, I think OSU softball is looking at that weekend as a win. They, they did what they needed to do. And now if they get through Oregon, I don't think anybody's going to remember the fact that they lost 11 of 13 games because they're one of the last eight teams in. You had mentioned earlier about the error-free game. Uh, Gajewski has said that a lot over the last couple of weeks. And sometimes I think a lot of that at this point in the season, when you talk about the fundamentals or getting back to basics, a lot of that stuff is like cliche-driven to me. But damn, it sure does look like that if they could just focus on the little things that he knew that they were ultimately going to be okay. And his comment after the game was, we focused on the entire year, but we really kind of worked through things during this during this past week about just getting through. Let's have an error-free game. Let's keep the walks down. Let's Let's try to keep the strikeouts down. Like truly fundamental elements of softball. And once they were able to do that, and I don't know – like how in depth he did that behind the scenes, but it seems like it was quite a bit because that's all he could talk about with the media. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, I want to go back to your point that you made earlier that uh, down that last stretch of the regular season when they were committing all these errors, uh, it, they really kind of played themselves out of the game. And and I think that you know, especially a week before, you know, in the Big Twelve Championship, they commit four errors. And they let Kansas win that game. Uh, they let Kansas steal that game in, in Oklahoma City. And then a week goes by, and they play three games with no errors. Um, and, so yeah, getting back to those fundamentals, like, let's think about this. The Cowgirls were ranked, what, number two in the nation for pretty much the first, you know, 40 games of the season. And then they the, the wheels fall off, and – the talent has always been there for them. It's about, yeah, making sure that, yeah, you're right. It's such a cliche thing to say, but fundament, when, you, when the fundamentals are not sound, it shows. And when you're able to shore them up, all of a sudden your talent is able to flourish, and that's what they did this weekend. Yeah, I think that's why Kenny Gajewski made such a big point of it because it really is a, a huge reason why they were able to, to, you know, go through this weekend unscathed. Dean Rule is our guest from the Tulsa World. What do we know about Oregon, Dean? What were uh, some of Kenny's comments regarding the Ducks? Yes, he hasn't. He'll talk tomorrow uh, more in depth about them, but 
I think it's worth noting that they put on an offensive onslaught um, in the, in the Fayetteville Regional, and they mowed down Arkansas, who was the uh, the 11 seed twice. Uh, they beat them 10 to four and 14 to four. So I think offense has really shined for them, and it's it's put them in this spot, and they uh, they were able to get revenge on Arkansas, who beat them, who eliminated them last year. Uh, so that was an a regional I just kind of had circled just for that. Uh, for that reason, it was it was interesting to follow. Uh, so so often seems to be uh, what's got them here, and I I think they're going to try to obviously carry that over because that's the hot hand right now. So um, we'll learn we'll, we'll we'll be able to hear more about what Kenny says about them tomorrow. But overall, I think uh, just just because they were not a top sixteen team, I don't think it's you, you, we should be writing them off. Um, I think this is something that OSU is really going to have to uh, be careful on because they're, they're a hot team all of a sudden. Yeah, and they're they're kind of a program that's run the gamut over the last couple of years. And to see them get to this point where they're at now, right, being able to close out over in Arkansas where their season uh, ended the last season, they got a, a players that are still remaining from the COVID-shortened season, 2020 season. Uh, they got five of eight players who played in their regional losses at Texas in 21 and Arkansas last season. Um, After the regional loss a year ago, one of their pitchers elected to transfer to UCLA because she felt like it gave her a best chance to compete for a championship. Uh, Then the Bruins get eliminated, right? So uh, there's there's that storyline that's going in. But this is a team that seems like it's building and doing it over the long haul over the course of COVID, but has a ton of experience that just hasn't been able to put it all together yet here once we get to postseason play. Look at you. You're asking me all about Oregon. I think you might know more about them than me. <laughs> That's, you know what? I'm tapped out on my right Oregon there. Duck softball. That's about all I know right there. I, I just know that I love stories like that, kind of like what we were talking about earlier with the Nuggets, is like they haven't just burst onto the scene, right? This is not a team that came out of nowhere. They've improved year to year to this point to actually make it to the Super Regional now here in Stillwater. Well, yeah, I think in uh, 2018 they were the number one seed in the uh, in the tournament, and they, that was the last time they made it to the Women's College World Series. And then I think it was either after that, or it was the year before they hired uh, Melissa Lombardi, who's their head coach, mm-hmm. and she was on Patty Gasso's staff for like two decades. Yep. So yeah, there's some Oklahoma ties there. Everybody yeah, loves the local angle, right? Yeah, it surely does. See, look at you t- talking to me about like <laughs> I know everything about Oregon when you got little stats tucked away as well. Uh, let's shift gears here for just a moment for baseball. We've got that coming up tomorrow at 3.30 uh, for Oklahoma State baseball as they open up back again with the uh, with the Bedlam series. You know, It's been a pretty dominant run outside of that little blip in the radar with game two uh, there in Norman from over the weekend, but... Cowboys came in absolutely red hot on offense that carried over for two of the three games. And this is a team now that I just saw the updated uh, field of 64 projections, I think from baseball of America and the Cowboys have improved their lot with where they could potentially be for postseason play. This is a really impressive run here from Oklahoma state solidifying at least their hope that they can host a regional. Yeah, I mean, look at this little 
you know, oh, we were talking about OSU softball kind of hitting this losing skid down the back, down the, you know, final stretch of the season. Well, OSU baseball got hot at the right moment and they've strung together. I mean, look, they rallied in there. I don't know how much weight, how much stock you want to put into it, but they did win the Big 12 regular season title along with two other schools. But, uh, yeah, I mean, looking at those projections, I think, I think regardless, if they go out and win, the Big 12 tournament, yeah, they're going to get a regional. I I still think even if maybe they only win one game, I, I still think they're getting a regional host. I think it's going to be hard to work into the top eight. Yeah. I think that is going to be really tough. I think they would need to win the Big 12 uh, championship to do that. Uh, those eight spots seem kind of locked in, uh, for, in, in my opinion. Now, things can always change, but no, a heck of a run from them. And, you know, I think I think they've – definitely earned a uh, a regional host um what they do with it is, is going to be up to them i think the, no matter what it seems like if they do get that regional they're going to have to host oral roberts and that's kind of yes. the cowboys kryptonite well, now granted i mean wichita state was the cowgirls kryptonite and and uh osu beat them handily so maybe the cowboys can turn it around in the postseason as well against uh oral roberts well, and it's not just Oral Roberts. I mean, they've got Dallas Baptist that's there too. Uh, then yeah. Iowa kind of thrown in, at least with the, what the projections are right now. So no one said that it's easy, right, for, for their potential regional that's coming up, and they would be matched, uh, according to this projection, with the Nashville Super Regional of Vanderbilt were to be able to uh, to make it out of there. Not easy on them either because they have Oregon State, Kansas State, and uh, Lipscomb that's uh, headed there to Nashville. But, yes, in a much better place now, and I'm with you. I think if you win one game, I think they're in solidly uh, in hosting a regional no matter what, and maybe even if they lose a game because OU still projected to make it into the field uh, by this latest projections. They would have to go to Fayetteville, which no one in the world wants to do right now, uh, even though Vanderbilt did, did win a game in that series with Arkansas over the past weekend. So, uh, I think that they're going to end up getting a regional no matter what, Dean. And to your point, I think it's a lot of work unless they win the Big 12 to have them even in the conversation to get a top eight seed. Yeah, I, I think that's the way college baseball has played out this year. I think those eight seeds are pretty – they're not moving uh, anytime soon. But, you know, I, I think they're going to get OU's best tomorrow because – OU is not in a position to lay an egg in this tournament. They still need to kind of – I think D1 baseball has them as one of the final four teams in. Yeah. So they've got, they've got a really good RPI. Uh, that's what that's what the Sooners have going from. But I, they can't just cakewalk this. they got to do something. Indeed they do. Dean, good stuff, man. Appreciate you. Good to have you back on the uh, station. Keep up the great work at the Tulsa World and uh, have fun at softball coming up this week. Of course, man. Good chatting. All right, that's Dean Rule joining us here on the Blitz 1170, live in the Ike's Chili House studio, serving four generations of Tulsa since 1908. It's 224. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back with more next year on the Blitz. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.